You're tuned in to the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Balance. Balance is so important. How to be a balanced Christian, anchored in our faith, standing firm. You know, I had a mentor in my life many years ago that I got to spend a little bit of time with at the college and seminary. His name was Jack Hayford. You may know who he is. He's an esteemed pastor who's gone to be with the Lord. And one of the things that he used to talk about is being balanced in Christ, being balanced. There are extremes in every aspect of our faith. There are every aspect of our society. There's extremes. Let's just be real. Uh, you got the fringe on both sides. You have uh, people that take just about everything these days to the extreme. And one of the things that's allowed me and helped me in the ministry and just in my walk in general as a Christian over the years is being balanced. And one of the things that I like to do is actually put myself in somebody else's shoes. In fact, if you use this concept in relationships, this will be a big benefit to you because we only see through our own eyes of experience and uh, philosophies and different things. We, we, we see through our own experiences, in other words. What we've been through in life is very determinative to our worldview, our world outlook. And so when we take ourselves out of our own uh, worldview, and um, I'm not saying to in any way cave or capitulate on our faith in Jesus. I'm saying as far as like, say you grew up, let's get an example. You grew up in the Midwest. My wife grew up in the Midwest, and then she moved out to California, uh, and we met in her 20s. She was already in her 20s. I had lived there since I was eight years old. So I was much more Californized, <laughs> uh, even though I'm not a fruit and a nut, thank God. Um, but, you know, there was, there was aspects of me that were influenced by my upbringing in the LA Unified School District and some of the things that I experienced. Well, she was more of a Midwest girl. So she has, and even till this day, a very different perspective on many things. Like, I actually had a situation, I know this sounds crazy to some, where when I was in probably my mid to late teens, we were at somebody's house. I think it was a condo in the Northridge, California area. And there was what they call a home takeover invasion robbery. And I actually lived through this. And so I was in somebody's house and all of a sudden people came in and they took over the home. They broke in the home like uh, derelicts or, you know, just hoodlums came in with masks on, uh, took over the, the home by gunpoint, put us all on the floor on our hands and knees with our hands behind our back, and they proceeded to rob the house, and they actually uh, jumped one of the guys that was with me. I didn't get jumped, thank God, that time, but uh, it was a terrifying situation. I mean, one minute, we're just sitting in the house, hanging out, doing what kids do, you know, teenagers do. Next minute, the home was taken over, and it, they called it a takeover invasion. Now, this happens. This type of thing happens. Maybe you've experienced something like this. Probably most of you haven't, but that changed it, my, my, my worldview, because now I'm very cognizant of making sure that my doors are locked, my windows are locked, I have alarms on my windows, we have an alarm system, I have cameras. I have taken a lot of measures in my home, also because I'm a public person and I have threats on my life, but that just adds to that, but because of my experiences. Now, my wife, she grew up in a very um, safe community in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and so they left their doors open. They rarely saw. Now, now it's kind of changed because there's been a lot of people that they planted in those communities, unfortunately, during the Obama era. But before that, 
uh, it was a very safe community. And her grandfather was actually in the sheriff's department there. And, you know, so he, you know, total, I mean, it, it like cookie cutter America, you know, back in the day. Just, a, you know, great place to grow up, good education compared to LA Unified, right? So she has a totally different worldview. So a lot of times she'll be much more nonchalant when it comes to locking the doors. So I always have to go behind her and lock everything because that's her. See, see, see what I'm saying? So different views, different, you're raised different places. Maybe you're a foreigner and you've experienced terror in, in your foreign. I mean, I know somebody that grew up in the former Soviet Union and she has a much different worldview because they had to deal with all kinds of persecution and different things like that in, until her early 20s. So everybody ha- is a product of their environment, a product of your upbringing, your parents. If you came from a very good home, uh, you had your parents had a good marriage, you're going to have a good view on marriage. If you came from a home where your parents were constantly fighting or maybe your parents were divorced, you're going to have a different view. And, and so the, these things add to our fears and they add to our, our zeitgeist, if you will. They, they, they accumulate, and, and that is who you are, and that is who I am. Now, thank you in Jesus Christ, thank God, in Jesus Christ, we're able to get rid of generational curses, and the, the thing, you know, whatever it is, stops with us. We can break the strongholds, we can break the addictions, we can break whatever it is in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what's so powerful about being a Christian. You can be the final you know, you, you can stop whatever it was that the devil planned for your life and your kids and your marriage or whatever it is that you're praying over. That's what we do. And that's part of deliverance. That's why deliverance is important. Uh, now, not weird deliverance where people take it to the nth degree, but normal deliverance where it's, it's actually what the Bible says and, and that we're able to get you saved, set free, healed, and delivered through the methods and the tools that are given to us in the word of God. So we have to break those things. But we have to also remember, especially if you're having a, a you know a hard time in your marriage or some relationship, maybe it's a relationship with your child, we've always got to put ourselves in their shoes. And this helps us a lot because then we can have a little bit more sympathy and understanding because let's say somebody's been through something very traumatic, like they just came back from war or something and they have PTSD. Even though I think there's a spiritual element to that, we can have some type of empathy and, and understand a little bit more why they feel that way. And then we can have mercy on them and give them grace versus being very hard because we haven't experienced what they've experienced. So balance is important. And uh, I want to read some scriptures here. And I want you to think about being a balanced person, uh, being anchored in your faith. You know, we're call, there's a call for us to be balanced. As Christians, we're called to be balanced in our faith, not easily swayed by every passing trend or doctrine, every wind of doctrine. Um, if I think about the cancel culture that's out there right now, the woke mob that pushes you towards some type of thought process, you can push back. You can be an individual. You can have independent thought. This is the type of thing that they're trying to censor, that they're trying to uh, change in the Orwellian uh, situation that we're now dealing with with the cancel culture and the woke mob. But in Proverbs 4.27 it exhorts us to avoid extremes and to stay on the path of righteousness. So the question is, how can we apply Proverbs 4.27? Well, what is Proverbs 4.27? It says, do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Avoid anything that's evil, including extremes, in other words. Uh, what about Ephesians 4, 14 through 15? Ephesians 4, 14 through 15. It says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men 
in the cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him uh, who is the head, Jesus Christ. So that, that's very balanced right there. We're called to be balanced, not easily swayed. That's what that scripture's saying. And it's, when it says every wind of doctrine, it's not just talking about uh, scriptural doctrine. It's talking about all these different uh, ideas that are out there now. Where like Obama, for instance, the new norms, you know, he constantly would tout the new norms. Well, his new norms meant, you know, men and women's restrooms. His new norms meant you can be what, 36 different genders or whatever. We can't be tossed to and fro. We can't fall into these traps as a Christian. And so we avoid the extremes. We also avoid the clickbait and, and, and going on what I call the doom and gloom train. There's a lot of folks that are they're hiding in bunkers right now because they think the apocalypse is coming. Is it coming? Yeah, the end of the world is going to come. I mean, we are in a very late hour, but we're meant to occupy. We're not meant to, to go and, and hide in a cave somewhere. That's actually not what we're meant to do. So uh, Philippians 4, 7 speaks of the peace of God guarding our hearts and minds. How can balance in our faith help us in experiencing peace? Well, it's like Pastor Jack used to say, don't be the fringe. Don't be, try to be balanced and in the middle and, and take it from a, from a Holy Spirit standpoint. Ask the Holy Spirit. We've been talking a lot about this. Is this holy? Is this you? Should I be afraid of this? What should I feel in this situation? The Holy Spirit will give you understanding. I have started to do this. I'm just being real with you like every day of my life now. I have to go to the Holy Spirit and ask him all these different things because sometimes I get swayed. Sometimes I, I, I fall victim to some of the nonsense that they're putting out there because it's so uh, you know, intricate. It's so, it's so sophisticated. Some of the psychological warfare operations that they're now running on us. So we have to go to the Holy Spirit, and that's why we got to hear the voice of the Lord. So it's very important. 2 Timothy 4.3, you know, in that scripture, 2 Timothy 4.3, we're warned about people turning away from sound doctrine and how can a balanced person like you and I, how can we be balanced in our faith and to discern true teachings from false ones? Well, we've done a lot of studies on this over the last year. You can go back in the podcast. But 2 Timothy 4.3 says this. It says, for there will come a time when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap for themselves their own teachers, the, the people that they want to hear. And I find this to be an epidemic in the church right now where it's like if a pastor comes to somebody who is under their tutelage, something that they're shepherding, and I'm not saying uh, controlling or manipulating, those, those things I don't agree with, but somebody who's a true shepherd that actually has a heart for his flock and wants to see them set up for success biblically, because that is scriptural. Um, you know, they go to somebody and they, and they lovingly confront sin, and then oftentimes somebody will leave instead of, instead of being humble and receiving biblical correction. So there's always extremes, though. There's the extremes that we've seen, and this is what the devil's plan is when there's somebody that is manipulative or that is out there uh, controlling people in a way that they should not be doing, and that's unhealthy and unbalanced, and so what the devil does is he uses that to his advantage, and then he makes that seem like it's the norm. So now any pastor, even a good-hearted pastor, who's actually a legit pastor, is, is saying, hey, you should avoid this, or you shouldn't do this, or giving you biblical counsel. Now you're going to look at them and say, oh, he's controlling, he's manipulative, or she's manipulative. So this, is, this has always been the devil's plan. It's just like all the molestations and sexual scandals that are out there. 
what they're geared toward, the enemy uses those to discredit real men of God, real women of God. There's a much, much greater percentage of, of real people out there that really love the Lord that are doing his work than there are child molesters and, 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 and sexual deviants and people that are uh, sinful in, in their abuse. But there is an element of abuse. And that's why we have to have discernment. So we know if somebody inherently inside of us, we should have the discernment of the Holy Spirit that'll show, look, this person, like I know there's a guy named Pastor Mike that I know. He's in our city. He's a good man. And so if he came to me with something and he said, Lord, put something on his heart, I would receive it from him. I would still take it to the Lord, but I would receive it from him because I trust him. And I know that he's not a manipulator. He's not a controller. And if he came to me, it's probably because the Lord prompted him, put something on his heart. But see, he's a balanced guy. That's why I can trust him. I know that he's not an extreme person where he's, uh, you know, gone down some ridiculous false narratives and believing just every wind of doctrine and, you know, see him out here doing all this emotional weird stuff. No, he's not doing that. He, he, he exudes the fruit of the spirit. He lives a life. Is he perfect? No, he's not perfect. I'm just using him as an example, but is he perfect? No. I mean, is he infallible? No. I mean, is, is there times when he might say something and I might not agree with it? Yeah, there's been a couple of times when he maybe was preaching and he has a little bit different view on a certain subject, but I know he's a man of God. I know he's a man after God's heart. I know he's legit. He's a legitimate Christian. And so I can receive from him. And one of the reasons why is because he's balanced. And I know that he takes things to the Lord and he goes to the scripture. He's a man of prayer. You see what I'm saying? So this is what we want. We want to make sure that we're not heaping to ourselves people that our teachers would, you know, just speaking what we want to hear. But this is what a lot of people are doing. They're going to the extremes. So they, they want to hear, let, let's give another example. Um, somebody who builds their whole ministry on Donald Trump. There's actually some of these people that have done it, okay? And so every, almost every time you hear them saying something that they're saying is from God, they're giving some type of prophetic word about Donald Trump. Well, that's an extreme person. That's not somebody you should be listening to because a balanced person that's rooted in his or her faith is going to be teaching from the word of God and setting you up for success as a believer in Jesus. Now, does that mean they won't mention Donald Trump maybe when it comes time to vote or you know, there's a period of time where you got to you know, speak out about some matter? Sure, that's fine. Then that's fine. We, we want bold people. We want bold preachers. But we don't want people that make it about something else other than the word of God or, you know, Jesus or God, you know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit, I mean, the, the Godhead. You know, when you, when you start making an idol of anybody, it becomes bad or anything, it becomes bad. So, so that's the problem that's been happening. There are extreme folks that are out there and they may not even realize it themselves, but we have to have the spiritual, um, you know, fortitude and, and, and the, the understanding in our maturity, in our walk, that we can say, hey, this is, this is unhealthy. And I think this is going to help you. So what Jack used to say, what Pastor Jack used to say, is find yourself in the middle. Be a bridge builder. Focus on the 97% of things that we agree on rather than the 3% that we disagree on. Don't argue over the Bible. It's not, the scripture actually says, don't argue over the scripture. This will help you in your walk to be a healthy and balanced Christian. So we want to build a solid foundation. Matthew 7, 24 through 25, Matthew 7, 24 through 25 says this, therefore, anyone who hears these things of mine and does them 
I will liken him to a wise man who's built his house on the rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. So Matthew 7, 24 through 25 is reminding us to build our home, our house, our faith, our family on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. So the question is, how, how do we balance our faith and, and establish this foundation? Well, we do that by knowing the word of God. Faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. We've got to know the word of God. We've got to study ourselves approved. The, the word of God is, is the lamp unto our feet. It is the daily bread. It is so important. I can't stress enough how important it is. And when we hear what God says in his word, and then we apply those things, the Lord says we're wise. And so if we know what the word of God says, we're going to know not to get ourselves involved in some type of cult, some type of practice that is not of God. Why are so many people getting caught up in this false stuff? Well, it's because they're not grounded. They don't know the scripture. And so they follow the wind. They, they go to and fro. Galatians 5.13, Galatians 5.13 says this. It says, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. It, it calls us to serve one another in love and to be balanced in our approach. Balanced in our approach. Don't use the freedom. God's saying, don't use the freedom that I've given you to, to, to do something weird. To, to go out there and to get caught up in something that I didn't call you to do. He's saying, look, I've given you freedom, but use it as an opportunity to do good, to serve, to be a child of the most high God, to be a representative to this world, this dying world that needs hope, that needs truth, that needs the answer. We have it. Uh, in, in Titus 3.9, Titus 3.9, we're encouraged to avoid foolish arguments and divisions. Mm, is that happening on social media? I don't know. We're encouraged to avoid foolish arguments and, and divisions. Let's read it. Titus 3.9 says this, but avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Where's this scripture been? <laughs> Why are people posting this scripture? People need to be posting this scripture on social media. If they did, maybe people would take heed and stop having these ridiculous arguments. Why do they have them? Because they probably don't even know there is this scripture. They probably don't know about Titus 3.9. What about Hebrews 12, 14? Hebrews 12, 14 remind us to pursue holiness. So how do we, how do we live a holy life? Let's read it. Hebrews 12, 14. It says this, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. This is Hebrews. I mean, we're, we're not talking about the Old Testament here. We're talking about Hebrews. The, the Bible wants us to live a lifestyle of purity and righteousness and holiness. God is, is asking us to avoid the disputes. Now, does that mean we don't have good conversations and with a friend about certain things? No, I have different conversations, pre-trib, post-trib. I have a, a couple of conversations about women in ministry that I've shared with friends of mine. In fact, I don't get invited to certain churches anymore because I believe women can be in ministry. But hey, you know what? Some people don't, and that's fine. I, I wouldn't have a problem having somebody come and preach at my church. In fact, I, I have had somebody come and preach at my church that, that views a, a difference theologically there. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and say something bad about them. That's their view. That's their doctrine that, that, that the Lord has, you know, uh, they say the Lord has given them. 
I believe that, that God wouldn't handcuff half of the church. I believe that when he says go and make disciples of all the nations, he's talking about men and women. It's not, there's not a, in the Greek and Hebrew, there's not like a gender specified word in that. So I believe women can lead people to the Lord. They can, they can disciple people. They can mentor people. Um, you know, Priscilla and Aquila is a good example. Uh, there's, there's certain things. I'm not going to get into this whole argument right now, but see what I'm saying is I can argue on the side of women in ministry. Now I can also argue on the side of against that. I'm actually really good at that. I can, I can argue at both. I should probably should have been a lawyer. No, I'm just kidding. A pastor is kind of like a lawyer sometimes, I think, because we got to defend ourselves uh, sometimes. No, but the deal is, though, is that I think you know what I'm talking about, is that there's going to be these areas of, of dispute, and, and there shouldn't be an area of contention. In other words, it's okay to agree to disagree on something that's not going to be a deal breaker as far as your salvation. The key is, is that you're saved. The key is, is that we, we agree on the 97%. There's, there's, a, there's an issue right now in the church where people are foc- focusing on what Titus 3.9 calls foolish disputes. And then it, it actually ruins friendships and it stops good ministry from happening because people are focusing on that. And then the world watches us and they see people arguing. And they see Christians as people that just argue. And then we, we look like Pharisees instead of talking about the hope that's available in Jesus Christ. See, there's somebody that's listening to this broadcast right now, and you still can't get over the fact that I said that I believe in women in ministry. This is exactly what I'm talking about. See, so you need to ask the Lord why, why you're so peeved about that. I mean, get over it. You know what? You can ha- I don't have a problem with you having a disagreement on that subject because I still think that you can be a Christian, and I still think that you, 97% of your life and everything that you're doing is probably amazing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit here and, and, and hone in on that 3% where we disagree. As long as you're saved and you're doing the work of the kingdom, you're brethren to me. Why would I sit here and avoid you and, ooh, he's false? It, the Bible doesn't say that. It says avoid these foolish arguments. Now, there are certain things that are heretical. You know, if, if, if the 97% is off, you know, you can't even get to the basic core fundamentals of our Christian, our Christian faith. That's a problem. Then you do have a problem. Does that make sense? Okay, so Hebrews 12, uh, Hebrews 12, 14, remind us to pursue holiness. Let's go up, bearing one another's burdens. Are people doing this? Galatians 6, 2, teaches us to bear one another's burdens. How does a balanced Christian approach enable us to support and uplift fellow believers? How does a balanced Christian approach enable us to support and uplift our fellow believers? Let's go to Galatians 2. I'm sorry, Galatians 6, 2. This is from the New King James. It says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. This is what we should be doing. Bearing one another's burdens, exhorting, encouraging, sharpening each other, praying for one another. These are the things we got to do. If we did that, we'd be exuding the light and life of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus. We are the body of Christ. We've got to stop arguing. Don't be a fringe person. Don't be an arguer just constantly arguing over this and that. It is a bad witness and a bad testimony. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. I have to do the same. My wife used to get on me about five, six years ago because I would argue people just like I'm saying. I I just want you to know, I'm no better than than you. I used to do it and she'd say, honey, why are you spending time in these foolish arguments? And you know what? Thank God I got in the scripture here and it's exactly right. I should not be doing that. It gets you stressed out. It gets you angry. It gets you bitter. 
It discourages you and it gets you off track. So Colossians 2, 6 through 7, Colossians 2, 6 through 7, it says, as you therefore have received Jesus Christ, the Lord, so walk with him, in him, rooted and build up him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. One more time. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught according in it with thanksgiving. Listen, we've got to be anchored in our faith. We've got to be balanced Christians. We don't want to be argumentative and we don't want to be bitter. And there's so many people out here pointing fingers at, there's heresy hunters all over online now. People making video after video after video. That's their whole ministry. And you know what it does? It makes you look foolish and it makes Christians look foolish. We, we should be exuding the love of Christ. We've got to get back to the basics. We've got to get back to the core. What is, what is it that the Lord said to do? He said, we're known by our love. We're known by our fruit. And, and we can't be bitter Christians. And, and there's some people, I just see them. I know you know what I'm talking about. And it's like their whole Facebook page is, is about calling out people. Their whole, their whole ministry, so, so-called ministry, is about exposing everybody. Well, you know what? The Bible says something about that. It says, uh, you know, don't be worried about the speck in someone else's eye when you have a plank in your own. What if you spent that time, instead of doing what you're doing, what if you went out there and used it to get people saved? You became a fisher of men. What if you became a, a preacher that's actually preaching the word of God, a fisher of men, and you get out there on the street, or you go into your, your local community, and you pull out unchurched people, and you get them safe, set free, healed, and delivered, and then you show them the love, because we're known by our love. The love is important. We got, we're known by our love. We're known by our fruit. We're known by our love. And so we've got to exude the fruit. Don't be a fringe person. Be a balanced person. This is going to set you up for success. Don't just fall into every opinion that's out there online. Pray about it. Ask the Holy Spirit, is this you? It's going to help you so much. And it's also a lot less stress, by the way. And I think that'll help you as well. So, you know, you're going to have a lot less stress. You're not going to get into these crazy, I call them wars, Facebook wars or social media wars that people have. Those things are stressful, by the way. Yeah, you don't need to participate in that. Be an encourager, an exhorter. Yes, you can be a warning. You can warn people. That's important. Speak the truth. Be bold like the Apostle Paul. But pick and choose your battles. Be balanced. Balance is key. It's going to set you up for success. Did you get something from today's broadcast? I hope you did. Listen, you can go to pastortodd.org. Pastortodd.org. That's my website. Let me know what you think. Hey, I'm open to your critique. Share your heart with me. Hey, we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name.